0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Craig Dixon
1: on the Main Money Show. Good morning, Maine. Welcome back to the Main Money Show. My name is Craig Dixon from Investment Executives. Um, as usual, at any point during our show, if you want to learn some more information, feel free to give us a call at 855. Make sense. That's sense with an S, or you can visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com. And uh, while you're there, don't forget, like I say, every time you want to be sure to subscribe to iTunes or Google Play, that way you can get all the latest episodes or you can go backtrack and uh, find some older ones that maybe are of particular interest to you. But as for today's show, um, we're going to be talking about rollover precautions. And do you know the difference between an IRA rollover and an IRA transfer? Do you know what precautions you should take as you roll over funds from one retirement account to another? And there are some that are out there, but wanted to welcome aboard uh, my co-host here, Tony Shore.
0: All right. Thanks for the wonderful introduction. And a- you know, I, do, I don't know the difference, so I'm looking forward to learning more about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I know it, but uh, I want you to clarify it because uh, it can get tricky <clears throat> with uh, IRA rollovers and IRA transfers. But before we get into that, I was listening to you uh, talk in the introduction there and talk about what we're talking about. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if our listeners can tell from our voices, from our accents, which one of us is the true Mainer.
1: <laughs> I, I believe they can. Do you want me to just keep talking a little bit more? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think they can tell which accent is uh, from a true Mainer, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. they definitely can, yeah. I know. I know.
0: My I know.
1: grandmother used to go, yep, 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 yep. That's a main thing, too.
0: Is it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I said, yep, yeah, there, uh, I was like, is he going to take the cue there? Or? I did, I did. Wow. All right. Uh, well, it's a beautiful morning here in Maine, as always. But, uh, you know, you asked me if I knew what the difference was and what precautions we should take. Yeah. Um, Uh, and I can't wait to get into that but first how are you doing Craig did you eat too much over the Thanksgiving holiday
1: I did I always do Um, yeah like I said uh, we went to my brother's house which was nice had a big spread there and I think geez we with uh, all the families included I have four siblings so with everybody there we had about 50 people and then we uh, headed over to my wife's parents house after that and uh, well, not right after because then that would be too much eating, wow. but the following, the following day, week we went over there. Day. Yeah. Can oh, you imagine? Okay. Yeah. Oh, shoot. But yeah, we went over to uh, my wife's parents and we had another one there. So we do two every year, which I suspect probably a lot of people do, two or more.
0: Yeah, we did We did two, <clears> but <throat> then we also had a big meal of leftovers. Mm. So uh, we really had three Thanksgiving day meals in a two day period, which is uh, at least two too many. Um uh, but yeah, you're right. A lot of people end up doing that. I mean, uh, but doing it in the, I can't imagine doing two of those meals in one day. I, I just, can't, I can't imagine it.
1: No, you'd have, it'd have to be breakfast and like late dinner. So like 5 a.m. and then like yeah. 8 p.m. or something. And even then yeah. it would still be.
0: And then maybe a stomach pump or at least a good long jog <laughs> in between. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Well, hey, uh, IRA rollovers. You asked me if I know the difference. Feels like a trick question. I mean, I know some things about IRAs uh, that I've learned from you, but I'm not sure I could explain the difference between a rollover and a transfer.
1: Well, I guess there's a lot of us that are well-versed in what qualifies as a rollover, but there's still a number of um, a number of pitfalls that can be problematic as you look at uh, rolling over those funds. And today we're going to walk through a number of precautions that you You definitely should take to avoid those pitfalls. And the the balance.com outlined uh, the 10 IRA rollover rules you need to know. And we're going to look at those a little bit more closely. And it's a great place to start and making sure you're taking the proper precautions and you're doing what you need to do in your rollover, um, you know, to the best of your ability and make sure you're not making those mistakes. And if you're unsure in the least bit, that's when you want to, you know, involve a professional like myself and, and start the process and make sure you're, you know, dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's.
0: Sure. So that sounds good. Where should we start then?
1: Well, we can dive right in. And for many of us, I think the first time we interacted with the concept of a rollover is when we switched employers and we're looking into what we should do with the funds in an employer-sponsored plan, like a 401k. A lot of us have 401ks that might still be at old jobs or just never got the chance or never got around to rolling over. But um, most plans allow you to roll over your funds once you leave a company. However, there are a few that allow you to remove funds while you're still employed by that company, which is a unique feature and um, something that people can really benefit from if they know when and how to do it.
0: Yeah, obviously that's something that I think we can all benefit from. Uh, and that's where you come in uh, as a trusted financial professional, right? I mean, this is, is this something you talk to clients about, uh, IRAs and IRA rollovers?
1: Oh, all the time. I mean, and there and there is that little subtle difference of rollovers and transfers and t- even 1035 exchanges. We talk about all of those things, and they're all similar uh, in nature, but how you do them is, has little nuances that you need to know.
0: Sure. Uh, there's always
1: nuances, isn't it? There is. There's always nuances in anything we do.
0: Right. So, I mean, obviously, it's a chaotic time when we change jobs. There's new colleagues, and IRA rollovers probably aren't always the first thing on our mind, is it?
1: No, not always. I mean, everybody's worried about the next job and what they're going to do. And, and that ends up being very true for most people that are not always thinking about their rollovers. And while we often think of a rollover as just something that happens at a job change, some plans allow you to do um, the rollover of funds with transactions known as in-service distributions. And I, ironically, I just, uh, <clears throat> just did one of these last week and not a lot of people know about them, but it, it is one of those things that can be super valuable to you while you're working a job especially if you're relegated to one specific plan you only have access to certain funds you're getting close to retirement you want to shore up those funds and make sure they're um, you know in a good good safe place so to speak and you know they can be loans that you may need to be uh, repaying certain debt um, but the best way to find out if your plan allows this is to contract uh, sorry contact your plan sponsor and ask and If so, you may be able to roll over a portion of your funds into a self-directed IRA account without leaving the company and while you're still contributing to that 401k. So you can still make those monthly or weekly or biweekly contributions that you normally make and then deplete the account as far as you want to for that in-service distribution to put it into something else.
0: Wow. So, but, but why would we consider an in-service distribution?
1: Well, I think there's a lot of reasons that you might consider that in-service distribution, but the most common reason is to roll assets into an often more flexible IRA plan like I was talking about. Perhaps your 401k doesn't have the type or style of investment that you're looking for, that you desire, and this potentially gives you um, more options to expand the diversification of your portfolio. So you could... Essentially, you could uh, do your in-service distribution into several different products outside your plan. It doesn't just have to be into one plan. You could actually divvy it up and put it into a few different IRAs. So there's a lot you can do with an in-service distribution, just like there's a lot you can do with any uh, regular IRA rollover or 401k rollover. Once you take control over it and you're not relegated to the plan of the 401k, then it's more like a self-managed plan.
0: Sure, but not every 401k has one of these in-service options, right?
1: No, they don't. And that's where you have to check the plan document to make sure that it is an option for you. And some of them are age related too; like they may only allow it at 59 and a half. Um, but yeah, you want to check closely. But I guess you'll find that the the rules are different once you've left the company. And some people find that they leave a company. It makes sense to roll over funds from an employer plan into an IRA. Um, and this opens you up to a few, a few tax obligations, obviously. So you want to Read carefully during this portion of the rollover process. You may have um, probably heard of the 60 day rule. I'm sure a lot of people out there have heard about that, where you can only hold on to the money for that long before it becomes a, a taxable consequence to you. And that applies to rollovers of retirement plans into IRAs and other. Um, IRA to IRA transfers as well. So Newsday does a good job explaining the 60-day rule in its article, Ask the Expert, What Are the Rules Governing IRA Rollovers? And it helps you kind of uncover all the things you need to to know about that 60-day rule and how it can impact you if you go beyond that 60 days.
0: Right. Uh, So what's the 60-day rule? Explain that to us.
1: So that's basically a tax-free grace period that you have between withdrawing funds from one IRA and depositing them Into another, And if you don't complete the task within 60 days, the whole transaction, the entire amount that you took out will be taxed. And as we all know, taxes and penalties can be significant. So if you're doing the rollover um, or sorry, in-service distribution or rollover or whatever it may be under the age of 59 and a half and you hold it longer than those 60 days, then you're going to get taxed and you're going to get an early distribution penalty of that 10%. Um, So you want to be careful about that. If you're over 59 and a half, you hold it too long. Obviously, you have the tax consequence, but not the early distribution rule. But I guess in regard to employer-sponsored plans, another way to avoid tax on a rollover is to do what's known as a direct IRA rollover. Um, And if it's going from like to like, like an IRA to an IRA, it's called a direct transfer. And that's where one company makes the check payable to the receiving company, the new custodian, the new person that's gonna hold the money, and they establish your IRA that way. That is the best way to do it, um, to not take receipt of any checks, either um, to have your advisor take receipt of the check and then move it in, or to have you take receipt of the check, hold on to it, give it to your financial institution and have them invest it. The best way, don't even ever see the check, just make it go from one company to the other.
0: Yeah, you're less likely to run into problems there Uh, Good point. And you want to avoid that 60 day uh, penalty. Now, Mm -hmm. our time is almost up for this first segment. Is there anything you want to add before we take a quick break here, Craig?
1: Yeah, I know a lot of our listeners, um, they call in and they're often concerned about, you know, the fear of not having a good financial plan already in place. And those people are sometimes in their 50s and 60s and whatnot. But I think if you have somebody you can kind of lean on as a crutch that knows the rules and obligations of certain financial planning tools that that'll help you and give you some level of comfort where you can feel good about what you're doing and make sure that, you know, the rules, you know, for example, like the 60 day rule, those things that you have kind of tucked under your belt and you just know, and you're able to help your client out with that. So that's what we do. And if you're looking for somebody to kind of ease the pain and, and give you a crutch, um, you can visit my website, theinvestmentexecutives.com or you can call our number uh, 855 625 3736 and obviously we'd be more than happy to help you through that and have an opportunity to earn your business
0: all right that sounds great and listeners stay tuned we're going to be right back with more of the main money show and our host craig dixon right
2: after this retirement can be both exciting and intimidating at the investment executives we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them primarily social security Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.com to learn more. Welcome back to The Main Money Show. My name is Craig Dixon from Investment Executives. If at any
1: point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call. Our number again is 855-625-3736 or uh, an easier way to remember it is 855-MAKE-SENSE and that's sense with an S or you can always visit us online. A little bit easier there. You can do that in the privacy of your own home. Incognito, um, you can do that at theinvestmentexecutives.com and while you're at my website, feel free to head over to our radio page. You can always subscribe to the iTunes and Google Play like I talked about at the top of the show but as for today... Um, We're talking about rollover precautions for your 401k. And and before the break, Tony and I talked about um, what an in-service distribution is, um, where and when they might be beneficial for you. And we talked about the 60-day rule that refers to the uh, tax-free grace period between withdrawing funds from one IRA and depositing them into another. And we also talked about um, if you can don't take receipt of a check. Make it go from one company to the other and never touch that check. That's the best way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very, very good advice. Now, you mentioned tax implications before the <clears throat> break. Let, let's talk more about those. Let us know about what tax implications we need to be aware of.
1: Yeah. So, if you're taking that money out of an IRA or 401k and you're hanging on to it for more than that 60 day grace period, Um, without an extension from the IRS, the amount will be treated as ordinary income and it doesn't matter um, if you use the funds or not, if you throw them in your bank or what, if they're just sitting there. Um, This can even include just receiving a check and not forwarding it uh, to the new IRA within that allotted uh, 60-day window and that of course means your IRA withdrawal will end up on your tax return and any taxable amounts will be subject to your ordinary income tax rate. In addition like I talked about anyone under 59 and a half at the time of the distribution is obviously going to see that 10% early withdrawal penalty tacked on. So it's a double whammy in that regard.
0: Well, it, it definitely would be. It's safe to say if you want to be that you need to be well aware of the implications of that 60 day rule when you make any withdrawals from an IRA, right?
1: Absolutely, Tony. And, and, uh, even if you follow the 60 day rule, you may face tax consequences to a rollover. If it's, uh, Within one year of your your most recent rollover, and on its website, the IRS notes that you must disclose the gross income amount of a second IRA to IRA rollover in a twelve month period, <clears throat> and you um, you might be required to pay a ten percent early withdrawal tax on that amount, and that that kind of gets confusing. Um, it is it is specific to a rollover. Uh, a lot of people panic if they've done a couple transfers. There is a difference between a rollover and a direct transfer. So that's where, um, again, where a financial professional would come into play and help you through those um, specifics of rollovers and transfers and, again, 1035 exchanges. Right.
0: Right. And and so there's a lot to keep track of here. And and these types of penalties can have huge negative impacts on our savings and affect our retirement then.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Think about if you have to pay those taxes where you're going to get the money from you either got to dig in your pocket and have that money or you got to take it out of the uh, funds that you just rolled over so it's important to note that some transactions including rollover distributions from employer plans or rollovers from traditional IRAs to Roth IRAs are not required to follow the one year waiting rule and I just wanted to emphasize that again I had talked to you a little bit about that just a second ago but um there is a there is a difference between rollover and the transfer, and and talking to a qualified services professional that's a great way to find out if your rollover might have additional tax implications on them. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's good to know about all of these. Um, you mentioned <clears throat> something about an IRA transfer. Tell us more about that.
1: Well, again, similar to a direct IRA rollover, and it's just semantics, basically. I mean, essentially, you're doing the same thing, but. Sure. A transfer is when you move an IRA from one institution to another without ever accessing the funds yourself. So going from one custodian to the other, one person or one company holding the money directly to another company getting, receiving, and then holding the money. And if, you're, if you aren't if you are planning to use any of your IRA funds that you're withdrawing and your sole intention is to move them into another IRA, a transfer might be a viable option for you. It might make sense. It might put you in a better scenario, a better situation, and it's It's typically easier to execute than a rollover and it takes out, um, you know, any of the risk that the 60-day rule can introduce.
0: Yeah. So are there rules or regulations then when it comes to transfers?
1: There are limitations of transfers. For one, you must be moving the funds between two accounts of the same type. So IRA to IRA, Roth to Roth, um, that sort of thing. But... Transfers provide a tax shield because the money is never actually in your hands.
0: Hmm. So uh, protecting you from making a mistake then and violating that 60-day rule.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And another benefit of transfers is that they are um, non-reportable and you can transfer as often as you like with no limits or restrictions. And we've spent a lot of time discussing rollovers from employer plans to other IRAs, but you know, let's talk about rollovers at other stages in your retirement journey. I think that'd be a good direction to go in.
0: Yeah, and and let's do that. I, I mean, that's important, but we'll do it after the break. We're going to take another quick break here. Is there anything you want to add before we take this break?
1: Yeah, our, our goal at Investment Executives and our planning process is to truly provide our clients with clarity, knowing they'll have the comfortable retirement that they've worked so hard for. And I know Mainers work extremely hard Uh, But if you want help with that and you want to get a copy of our complimentary main money map, um, what that what that is, is just a uh, eight step process for you to adhere to. It gets you on the right track. It gets you going and making sure you kind of have a checklist and that you've marked everything off that you need to do and on the quest to your retirement. And what it means is you can be prepared and know without a shadow of a doubt that you have certain elements for the retirement kind of buttoned up and ready to go for when you uh, switch on that retirement switch. But you know, visit us at our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com, or call my office, 855-625-3736, and we'll set you up with the
2: uh, main money map. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call the investment executives. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855 Sense, or visit us at InvestmentExecutives.com.
0: Welcome back to The Main Money Show. I am your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is none other than Craig Dixon. And Craig, you've been talking about precautions for rollovers. And this is important because a lot of people have 401ks, They might change companies. They need to roll that money over into an IRA where they'll have more control of it and be able to work with it. Uh, But there are some tricks and things you need to know. And just before our break, you were talking about tax-exempt rollovers. Is there an age limit to make that type of rollover?
1: No, absolutely not. And um, there is no age limit at all. But there are some additional considerations. Uh, Obviously, if you've reached age 70 and a half and are subject to taking uh, your annual required minimum distribution or RMD, you'll need to be aware that you can't roll your RMD over. You actually have to take that. The IRS wants their tax dollars on that money. You can't hold it uh, longer than the 70 and a half, but you you can still feel free to roll over your funds after reaching the that, that, that age threshold. You just need to be conscious of removing each year's RMD before the rollover is executed. So, be sure you do that, or, or you can be greatly penalized for not taking your RMD out.
0: Wow. And we don't want that to happen. Uh, what are some other things we need to keep in mind?
1: Well, um, you know, you should uh, definitely make sure you're aware of your options and, and look at them at least annually. And over time, you may acquire funds that can be rolled over into your IRA, and those include traditional IRAs that you've inherited from a deceased spouse uh, they can include qualified plans, uh, obviously tax sheltered annuity plans and government deferred compensation plans, also known as uh, Section 457 plans. I know there's a bunch of people um, that have those and they feel a little bit out of the loop because it's again, it's a different terminology that they're not accustomed to their friends and family talking about like the 401ks. But there are those things out there that can be rolled over in the same manner as a regular old IRA or 401k. Wow. Uh, And this is good
0: to know. So uh, tell us more about uh, 457 plans. What's that?
1: As defined by IRS.gov, Section 457 plans are non-qualified, unfunded deferred compensation plans established by state and uh, local governments and tax-exempt employers. And and these plans are similar to other retirement savings plans, like 401k plans, like I said, but they also allow for pre-tax contributions and taxes deferred until obviously the individual retires and starts taking that money out.
0: So do these plans, these 457 plans, allow for in-service distributions like the plans you were talking about earlier?
1: Well, um, financialanswers.com, they did uh, did an excellent job breaking down some of the unique features of Section 457 plans in their article, an overview of 403B and Section 457 plans. And they identified... Many of the ingredients of a section 457 when it comes to an in service distribution in service distributions are allowed before age 70 and a half in three if three conditions are met and the total account balance does not exceed a certain dollar amount that's condition number one number two is no contributions were made to the plan during the previous two years and number three there were no previous in-service distributions. So a little bit different, but yes, doable.
0: Yeah, and, and that's important. Obviously, we need to understand all the different options. I'm sure there's a lot out there that we need to consider with retirement plans and potential rollovers then, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So what makes a, a, a 457 plan unique?
1: Well, Section 457 plans may be regulated by um, state law, if mandated by a government employer, for example, and this this may limit the type of investments that can be held by the plan. However, non-government employers that qualify to offer Section 457 plans, they're not restricted by state law as to the types of investments they can offer. Oh, okay.
0: Interesting. So, I mean, we have 401ks, we have IRAs, we have 403bs, and now we're talking about 457 plans. It just seems so much <laughs> to consider and keep track of. Uh, I'm yeah. glad you're here to help us uh, with this. And I know if our listeners want some help or have questions, they can call you, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, Tony, there is there is a lot to it. And with all the different acronyms and all the different uh, IRS codings, it can seem really cumbersome and really troublesome in figuring out what plan you have and what you can do with it. Um, But if you kind of if you kind of clump them all under one umbrella, so to speak, they all work in similar manners and it's all your money. And you can at any time, as long as there are certain rules that you meet and as long as it's, you know, certain plan documentation and whatnot, you can do with that money what you choose to do, because ultimately at the end, when you go to retire, those are your dollars, whether, you know, they were given to you by an employer, whether you contributed yourself or whatever. Um, whether you have a vesting schedule, all those things eventually are gonna come into your pocket. And thats I guess that's the biggest thing you need to know is you can have an opportunity to control those assets and do rollovers and, and do transfers and take control of your money and your financial well-being.
0: Yeah, and I think it's so important to note right here, Craig, that you should not do this stuff on your own, that you need a trusted financial professional and that's where you come in, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I've seen a lot of people make mistakes on doing these transfers, doing these rollovers. And there are a few people. Don't get me wrong. There are a few people out there that study it and research it enough. And those are usually the engineers. They're very detailed. Um, but th- they can figure it out. They can do it. Um, but just as a safety net, it's good to have somebody that's in the profession that's dealing with it day to day and can double check your work.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's that right there. You have to have a, another set of eyes and somebody who, who does this day in and day out. I imagine rollovers. That's something you do quite a bit for your clients, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, that's uh, geez, that's ninety 90%, ninety percent ninety ninety five percent of our business. Wow, we're doing a lot of that. You know, we do the uh, other ancillary stuff, the the insurances and long term care, and you know, we do tax prep and all that other stuff. But most of the focus we have is on helping people move assets from one account to another, whether it's from a 401k to an IRA or even doing a IRA Roth conversion. I mean, we help people do those too. So yeah, every day we're doing those sorts of things.
0: I think that's great. So obviously it's just crazy how much information there is when it comes to just something that you'd think is simple, like a rollover, but you also need to make sure you need to roll it over and you know what you're doing, but also where is it going? and what type of an account you know you have iras you have roth iras you have 401k so uh there's a lot you know they have there's other types of accounts and things out there so you really need to uh know what is the best for your personal situation And, and that's something you look at uh you look at where a person's at what their personal risk tolerance is what they want to accomplish and then you kind of present all the different options to them to help them make the best decision. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, the rollover is just the beginning. That's you know the semantics of it all is the the uh, you know the details of what particular rollover or transfer is going where, and then the ultimate goal is to find a retirement vehicle, like you said, that best fits you, that you're comfortable with, that you. Um, can trust is going to be there for your retirement and know that it's in a a quality place that you find will fit your particular uh, retirement goal.
0: Yeah. And I think that's great. Now we're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to talk about or add for our listeners before we go?
1: Yeah. I just want to remind people, you know, just, just take a moment before you do any type of transaction, like a rollover or a transfer or 1035 exchange, think about it. Think about what you're doing. Look to see if you know all the rules that are in place. How are you going to approach it? And then take the opportunity to, you know, go onto our website, give us a call, and have another set of eyes double check. Even if you don't end up being a client of ours, at least you get a second opinion. Um, you get to have somebody look over your work, make sure you're doing the right thing, and and who knows, a, a relationship might form where you value our services. We're able to earn your business and. From that point forward, we become your uh, trusted advisor to and through your retirement. And if you want to get uh, a hold of us, go to our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com, or give us a call at 855-625-3736.
0: All right, and that does it for today's episode of The Main Money Show with our host, Craig Dixon. Thank you for listening to The Main Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan.